This is The Random Whisper. Welcome back to The Random Whisper. This is one of the hosts, Legs, this time. <laughs> and I'm Abby. Mm-hmm. And I am Jay. This Finger is looking uh, good. This is uh, another episode. <laughs> it's been a long time. No, okay. This is our pre-Thanksgiving episode. Hey, you guys. Everybody should notice that Jose did press record on this episode. You should have <laughs> decent sound quality on this one. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I still feel bad about it. <laughs> so, hey, one of phone is not on silent? One of the things that... That's probably mine. Does mine's on? A, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Hey, uh, thank you, patrons, for being patrons, and just know that we're gonna be answering questions. And uh, we did review a movie from suggestions, so we are paying attention, and you are important. Yes. And keep up the questions. Yes. <laughs> should we? Are should we mention which patrons? No, I, I think the anonymity anonymity is pretty cool. Uh, Nemo. I'm confused what you mean by which patrons. He like, wants to call them out. Blank asked blah 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 blah. I mean, blank sense. recommended blah 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 blah. Yeah, but, yeah, but what if they don't want people to know who they are? Let's they, do this. Then, then they would put their name in as Patreon as like anonymous and not as themselves. Let, let's do this. Let's Actually, it's probably not because if they respond on the account, it probably names who named it. Yeah, but you can change your name on Patreon. But to why be would whatever do that? name you want. And so if you didn't want to be named, if Rebecca Johnson didn't want to be known as Rebecca Johnson, she could put her name as um, steroid killer. I don't know. Rebecca Johnson, thank you for your patronage. <laughs> she's, uh, she's not on Patreon. I'm just I, I know. Up. That's why I'm singling her out. Let's, all right, let's okay. not mention it. And then let's, we'll ask the patrons. Yeah. And then this podcast will be like, let's podcast. I think we're way overthinking things. You are. Duh. Okay. You are. Anyways. Moving on. So, movie review time. Yeah. So, we re- we watched and reviewed a movie that a Patreon suggested. Wow, that sounded so commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Today, on Sesame Street, we're covering the letters C, B, and the number four. Exactly. So, um... Ah, oh man, yeah, I wish I could say their name. It was weird because, like, okay, so the... The Impossible is the one that we reviewed. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing that on Netflix. I was scrolling through, you know, before. And I, I watched the little preview. And it, I was like, well, you know, this might be something to watch. And then I put it on the list. But I never got to it. And then when her list, you know, her, uh, when she was like, hey, here's what the Patreon was saying. I was like, oh, it would, okay. So I watched it. And I remember, I honestly remember that whole event happening. I had just gotten out of Iraq. We we'd come back from Iraq, and then like that was like the, the big news in the world at the time was like that huge earthquake, and then it caused a tsunami to go through. So I remember that whole event. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, like I was alive, watching it go on as it was going on, kind of like nine eleven. You know? Yeah. So I mean, it was all right. I mean, but you know what? We should do this time because you and I always start with the review. I think the little short munchkin should do. The re- you know begin her review first. Okay, let me just give you the deets before you start. <laughs> uh, it's the impossible. It was uh, released in 2012 based on the events of 2004. They call it the the match day box or something. What they the call match it? Match day box. Box day. Oh, so Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Boxing tsunami. Day. Yeah. Um, it was directed by J. A. Bayona. Uh, and it was written by Sergio Sanchez and Maria Bellone, who is what who's the story is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she um, she was Spanish, but in the film they kind of seem British. They are British. So, um, and the 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 main uh, cast and crew is Tom Holland, Naomi Baby Watts. Tom no, 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 no. He's not the main cast. Main cast is Ewan McGregor. Tom Holland's a sub character. No, I no, feel no. Tom, Tom, Holland's, Tom Holland is the main. This character. is a protagonist. Holland is always a sub character. That's no. A, oh in Spider Man. Oh hell He's literally no. Spider Man. Yes. Tom Holland <laughs> is a scrub. Anyways, I love Tom Holland. I'm glad you. He thank you for listening Tom to the. Rest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so take it away, <laughs> Abby. Uh, I liked it a lot. 
I it was kind of weird though that the uh, like the actual people it's based on were they were Spanish, but then they made them all white British, <laughs> which was kind of strange because I looked it up afterwards and it was like that was like a weird choice, but I don't know. It reminded me like I obviously don't remember this incident happening because I was a child, but I do remember the like the ones that happened in Japan. That was like 2009, right, or something like, around uh, that yeah, time. I think it was something. Yeah, and it reminded me a lot of that because it was like the like the way that like the waves came in. Because I remember watching that on TV and like watching like this is like haunted me forever. Like the uh, there was like a family and they were in a car. This is like a helicopter footage. Like that was playing on the news. It was a family in a car and they were driving away from the tsunami. And so as they were driving, the wave was getting closer. And like the camera people realized that like, oh my God, they're not going to make it. And so they like cut the footage like aggressively. Damn. So like that was like, that reminded me a lot of that. That's cold. But the movie was very like, gave me kind of anxiety watching it. Like the underwater stuff was like very like. And also I was... Uh, Ian McGregor's character. I can't remember what his character is named or who the guy was named. Um, or if they even name him in the movie. Yeah, uh, his name is Dad. Okay, Dad. So Dad makes the choice. Henry. Is his name Henry? In the movie, yeah. Okay. So he makes the choice to like send his two kids off to the mountains and stay behind. And I don't know. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could just send my two children away by themselves to be like, you have each other. Okay, I'm going to look for mom and your brother. Well, no, they weren't together. They weren't by themselves. They had that woman that swore that she would take care of them. Yeah, Still a stranger. Random woman it is, that it you've is a never stranger. met before. But when you're in those circumstances, you you all have a like a bond because you survived something atrocious. Yeah, so I suppose there's that that part, you know. It's a fair point. So yeah, but she didn't even do that good of a job. She didn't. She <laughs> ditched them. You know, she yeah. was like, ah, and they were off to the orphanage. You know, basically that's where they were headed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, um, I liked it. Maybe Tom Holland. I think he's a really good actor. He was really good. No, he did. The acting in that movie was actually really good, even by the the two little children. Yeah. They all did a really good job. Except for the only scene that was horrible acting was uh, when Naomi Watts was, like, first against that palm tree, and she was just screaming at the very, very beginning. Yeah. That was awful. I was like, this is going on for way too long, and it's, like, weird screaming, and I hated that part. They did it intentionally, though. But to me, it just seemed like bad acting. It didn't seem... Probably. It, it was yeah. probably one of those ads, you know? Like, the ad that seen in. You know, like, extend it, you know? Where it was probably, like, one quick take, and then, you know, like, the sun was supposed to come floating by, and she sees him. But I think they probably extended it to give that emotional, you know, like, because she's all by herself. It's the helpless feel that they're trying to pull out of you. But I think they probably did it a little too long. Yeah, yeah, maybe if they would have cut that it a little bit. Yeah. Would have I don't remember it. this part. Then her scream wouldn't have been as Yeah, it was the bad. very beginning, like right after like she resurfaced from yeah. the wave. Because she was like clinging to shows, a palm tree. Yeah, it shows her at first. She, she clenches up because the wave's coming. And then all of a sudden, she, now she's you know up against this tree as the, the huge current is trying to push her off the tree. And then she sees her son come go by. That's oh. it was It was probably 25 minutes in. Hmm. Like total movie was, interesting. What else, Abby? Um. Uh, <laughs> uh. I had an idea, but I lost it. I like zoned out. Okay. Jay. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was uh, it was a unique take. You know, because you're following a family, and throughout the whole film, you're you're wondering, did they all survive? Did you know? Um, did, are they ever going to find each other because of the the mass destruction that the tsunami did? And it scattered everything miles miles inward inland. Um, and I, I am I'm not going to lie, man. Ooh, McGregor, that's my dog. <laughs> he, he almost I almost cried really watching it. That moment when he broke down on the phone, I was like, oh shit, hold back yeah. the tears, Jay. I was like, God. <laughs> and then when that when those two kids saw the brother when the brother was yelling because he saw his dad when they were running and yelling the brother's name man i was like <laughs> oh my god i was like oh my god lucas turn around faster this yeah, is taking yeah, too long yeah, yeah i mean that tension build up and the music hit i was like oh this is gonna be a gush moment and then yeah i was kind of i was like i was weld i was like oh 
but then you know and then and then when when the all of them met you know all the boys all the men the, the males you know when they saw the father that part too is kind of gripping i was like they did a really good job impacting i like the camera shots that they used the camera shots were amazing really it was a well thought out film um the writing was i mean it's it's off it's autobiographical so it's a little um too believable for me you know because you see so many films and you want that you know that extraordinary like oh my god you know it didn't like there were parts where i thought is this the dream portion is this not the dream portion you know because i was waiting for the reality flip like the mom died because they had it where she disappeared but then when she went into the dream state the son actually was the son that was in the dream state when the mom was flipping and rolling underneath and it showed all the wires i was like so that that's what really happened and they're just like crazy no it was like legit and it was just a dream when he woke up i was like fuck man this is <laughs> they got me man so it was really well done i really liked the film the score was great the lights the lighting the color i mean all of it really even the pace of the film was good i i thought i do kind of agree with the i wouldn't say bad acting i just think that that extended scene with the palm tree was they could have shortened it a little bit and still had a it would have had more of an impactive part but yeah, I, I really liked it. It's kind of amazing that they all lived. Good pick, Tave. Good pick. Hey, I thought we were keeping her anonymous. <laughs> you just name dropped her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can't say you Octa- back. Octavava Dava Dava. That's her new name? That's, yeah, that's her new okay, name. Octavava Dava Dava. I'm going to call her Avocado from now on. Okay. Good pick, Avocado. <laughs> what about you there, Jose? <laughs> Um, uh, man, that's a powerful movie. It's, um, I fucking loved how they played with the score, the sound effects, the lack of sound. It was just fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Like when they were underwater, like there was no sound. Yeah. Whoever worked on the sound, I don't know, the supervisors, the director himself, the composers, whatever. It was well fucking done. Like. There was no unnecessary music. There was no unnecessary foley. Uh, it was just perfect, man. Like, so perfect. And this it started in the plane when there was, like, lack of sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, when they were landing, it's quiet. And then it lands. It's like, Oof. I was like, oh, shit. You know, it reminds you of being on a plane. Uh, but that's one of the best things I liked about it was the, the music and the sound. It was really, really well done. And films nowadays don't have that mostly. Because they rely on visuals. So, yeah. Um, I, it took me a minute to recognize that it was Tom Holland um, in the beginning. So, I had to Google. I was like, is that, is that Spider-Man? Little baby Tom Holland. Yeah. I watched it with my wife. And I'm like, is that Spider-Man? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I Googled it. And then I was like fanboying. I was like, oh, my God. He acted before Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Um, he was definitely the protagonist. Um, yeah, he but, was definitely the protagonist. But yeah, uh, <laughs> um, it w- being a dad uh, has made me even more sensitive uh, and uh, empathetic. So it was kind of a tearjerker for me, uh, especially like that dream mm-hmm. when the mother's getting like beat up by Mother Nature. That shit was fucking hard. Um, the one that really made me like like cry was at the end when he opens up the note with the oh and it says like we'll be we, at the beach we were at the beach or we are at the beach yeah I was like fuck and you know I have a daughter and it was the daughter and the wife and I was like fuck um, it, it's hard to judge this movie because it's not a, I mean, it's an autobiograph- autobiographical <laughs> <laughs> yeah autobiographical uh-huh. okay um like you said so it's not like oh wow it's such a cool story like it's the story itself is miraculous and but it's real and it's not like oh this came from someone's imagination it's just someone um trying to share their story i believe the fact that they change it from because i looked up pictures of them and they're like tan like a tan brownish color oh they're spanish yeah um so i i imagine that they did like the british one because uh, in the early 2000s, late 90s, and before that, um, I feel like there was more like um, white actors in Hollywood. And but this was 2012. 
No, no. Yeah, but she, she, they've been working on this since like, bef- like four, six years before that. Oh, they really worked on it for that long. Yeah, because she had to write it, and then a producer wanted to work with her, and then it took like about three with years to write Maria, the story. The, Maria Bellone. Yeah, right. But another thing you can think about too, it, and it maybe doesn't have anything to do with race itself. It might have been Ewan McGregor maybe caught on to the the story and really wanted to do the part. You know, because sometimes know. sometimes that happens too, where an actor's like, "Oh my god, I really love this story. I would love to do this," and they're like, "Well, you don't fit the part, but why why can't you fit the part?" You know, yeah. So it might have been just something something simple as that, not so much. Well, it's because you know, in 2012, it's white America. No, I don't think that. I don't no, think that's it, the case at all. You're taking this out of con- I'm talking about like Hollywood. Right. There's been problems in Hollywood with race for a long time. So I mean, they could have cast Antonio Banderas. They could have. And there's a uh, Penelope Cruz as well. But the thing is, well, like I'm saying, is more than likely, either the producer was like, "Hey, this guy's personality matches the way that this guy acts. Maybe we should go with this." Well, that's up to the director. Yeah. But I guess I don't know. But that's just my point of view. Um, like you said, <laughs> the kids acted really good. Mm-hmm. They, which yeah, they were surprising. really surprising because you know yeah. children are hard to direct. Yeah. Um, what are you looking at? Are I don't you... know. My mic is still wiggling again. I'm not doing. Anything. I'm not doing anything to the. I'm not touching the table at all. That's really weird. Maybe it's the wind in the room. Yeah, it must be the wind in the room. <laughs> or the AC's on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but one part that I didn't really understand was so right before the mom went missing, there's that woman next to them in the like laying next to them, and she was like kind of staring at the ceiling. And then later in the film, right before the mom goes into surgery for her leg, you see that same woman again. Because and she's, she's like, going into surgery. And she, but she's like, I'm, I was saving my energy so I could uh, like see my family. I, feel, I have family too. And then she reached out to like hold her hand and then she was wheeled away. I don't understand the point of that character. It probably meant something to Maria Ballone at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand it. Like, I'm confused I mean, obviously too. it was probably a real woman that was there. Yeah. Well... I, but I don't understand the reason for that. The reason character. I understood it was that because for so long, the mom was struggling to hold on to make sure her son, because in her mind, her son was the only thing she had left because mm-hmm. she had thought the husband and the other two children were dead, that she wanted to stay on as long as she could and give not give up the will to live to make sure that her son is okay. And I think when she's in the the surgery room or the the waiting room to go into surgery with that woman who was in the same state condition, Mm -hmm. that person didn't have anybody else. So she's letting go. And it basically that, that reach out where she's getting wheeled away before they touch to me, it it seemed like it's don't give up from who for Naomi Watts's character. Yeah. uh, Maria's, Mm. but the the other woman, the other woman was the one that reached out to her. Right. But it was the almost the almost connection because Naomi reaches out later, you know, in the scene. She's reaching out mm-hmm. right before she gets wheeled away. So it's like it's almost for me, don't give up as she's extended. And the other one's reaching out saying, like, I'm not going to give up. Oh, OK. That's how I felt with that whole scene. And what it told me was like, you know, don't give up, you know, the fight because your family, you know, maybe she she had a moment where she feels like her family's there. Yeah. And it's like, don't give up because you're going to see everybody again, you know, kind of thing. That's how I felt it was. The thing that got me the most Mm. is when she pulled all that fishing line out of her. her, Oh, God, that was awful. I was like, because the one started doing it and then Mm -hmm. the other. And I was like, oh, my God, they've been poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) The the Thai hospital has poisoned them somehow. But it was a really freaky moment. The only thing, one, one small glitch that I didn't like was... The moment before when Uwe McGregor finds his wife and he's like kissing her and talking to her and stuff, she's just completely mangled and beat up in the face. And then on the plane, she's got a very yeah, clean, her, she's a not very clean she's face. like very clean because it, it's not so much that the dirt and all that stuff. It was the bruising that she had had in her face was very deep. Oh, I didn't notice in, that. And in, in the surgery room, and then on the plane, it's very white lit, and it's, you know, like, it's the hope, you know. Oh, you're everything's okay. You're going to Singapore. But her face is less bruised, and I was like, in a twenty-four hour like state, I don't think the bruising would have healed that much. It would have yellowed, or at least you know the the black eyes and, and the redness would have salt, you know dissolved away a little bit. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been as clear as it was. I mean, that was the only one only thing that I noticed that was kind of kind of wrong with the film. 
But other than that, though, it was great. I, also, like the very end when they're like walking through the crowd of people about to get on the plane, like, and the insurance guy like meets up with them. It was like, how come they were so special that they got to go on the plane by themselves and everybody else was still there? Insurance. They just had good yeah, insurance to travel insurance. Them out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, because one thing with the British and like most of European Union does this is like they have everybody has insurance. But I think because they were, you know, they work for that Japanese firm. Yeah. That they probably had like a super awesome insurance through the company and the company probably contacted him and said, hey. Yeah. Adding to that, uh, he was a executive at Gillette in Japan. Oh, Gillette. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's probably what a lot of it was. So moral of the story, get travel insurance. It does help. They cover like uh, helicopters and planes. In case you're in a tsunami and uh, any any accidents, they get, they can fly you over yeah. to the best hospitals nearby and everything. Um, it's it's it was a good movie, man. Uh, it was it manipulated my feelings, and I <laughs> loved it because that's the purpose of a film. Yeah, it was a very uh, powerful movie. Yeah, uh, good. It was. Oh, um, and yes, in real life, the Daniel kid did indeed find his parents at the same hospital. Oh. I Googled everything at the end. I was like, no way. What happened to Daniel? Because, you know, like, in the movie, you're like, oh, did he really find his parents mm-hmm. exactly at the same place because he disappeared? Yes, he did. So. Oh, I had I had no question about that. When I seen the look that the, the man holding the kid had, and when he picked him up and walked out the door, that was a, a cradle Not an uncle wouldn't give the cradle the same way a father would give yeah. a child. And I, I knew off the bat it was. Oh no no! I'm talking about like, well, like if in it real was life. exaggerated for the movie that yeah. moment in the movie versus what really oh. happened. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this as a lesson to Tom Holland, as in like, see, your mom was right. Mm-hmm. You should have saved this kid, you know? Because he was like, no, let's go. We gotta get safe. And she was like, well, what if it was oh. your brothers? That's I why know, I didn't see it that way. Oh, uh, you know, I thought because Tom Holland. I thought it was, was like, it was the the humanitarian thing to do, you know? Oh. Well, yeah, because it is. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're in, when you're in a, a travesty like that, yeah, you know, help out anybody you can. But then again, I you know I could see Tom Holland's perspective though. Yeah. You know, like hey, we need to get to safety. You know, I'm sorry that it, this kid's way the way the hell out there. And then I can see the other point, like, well, what if it's your brother? Yeah, you know, so that's it's one of those moralistic choices where there to me there would have been no wrong answer. Yeah, you know, but it tugged the heartstring when they go after the kid and, and it's great that they thought that way because I mean, that's what we need in the world more of people doing that versus, well, we need to get ourselves safe first, you know? Yeah. Oh, the thing that confused me too is when they take him to the weird tent for lost kids and then <laughs> they show him like a watch that's and stuff. What, what happened was that they mixed up the paperwork with another yeah. woman oh. and that woman died. And so they thought that his mom was dead. And so they were showing him the woman's stuff. And he's like, I, he didn't know if it was hers or not. Cause at the end of the movie, cause um, the mom has a name written on her arm. Muriel. It's, it was not her name. Yeah. So they thought that that was, they got visual of the two people mixed up and oh. they didn't know whose mom was his mom. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, I could see happening. It was so crazy in that little yeah. hospital. Could you imagine, like, being one of those two kids on the bus, not knowing what's going on, and you're on this truck, you know, yeah. going somewhere with kids that are not, you know, all from different yeah. you know, nationalities. And, like, where are we you probably going? probably can't speak the you, same language as half of them. You know you're going to the fucking orphanage. Well, we knew as viewers. I like, didn't know That shit right. happening. I, know, that shit happened. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah. But I, at the time, I was like, yeah, why the fuck are they going the only reason that they found their mom was because that one kid had to pee. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty <laughs> or they found the family. So many, like, um, oh, this serendipitous moments happened in that. You know, it was like, like fate. Because, you know, I, I don't believe in fate, but I don't believe in, like, you know, everybody has their whole lifespan planned out for them. You know, like, you yeah. kind of make your own fate. But to a point, I think there might be an, an external power that will say, no, 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 no. You need to. You're gonna get a flat tire right here. Yeah. Or like you're gonna the meet the love. Starting. Of, you're gonna meet the love of your life because you have a flat tire. Because it's supposed to happen. You know, yeah. everything happens the way it's supposed to. So in that, in that, in the cosmic nether, all those events transpired because they were supposed to transpire at that exact moment. It was really cool. It was really cool. I liked yeah. how that happened because you've seen so many times the dad 
and the the sun would be crossing just crossing paths, paths you yeah. know, and we're like shit. And then he's in line and he sees the legs, and I thought it was great. That, it was the ugly the ugly shorts that they made fun of in the pool. yeah yeah, it, <laughs> and it's the small oh. things that you notice that like you don't realize how many details a kid might notice. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like oh my god, you know. And then you're cheering for him like go go, and then they they miss each other. It's like, god damn, don't get on that truck, you know. <laughs> The frustration. You know, and then he sees the ball and then he gets off. He's like, oh, I remember the ball. I got it for Christmas. And he gets off and then it's like, God, you son of a bitch, just turn around right now, you know? Yeah. And then the kids like drive by as the, the brother's running out and then he's looking one way and the kid's peeing there and he like, you're missing them. 30 feet, brother. 30 fucking feet. 30 feet, man. Yeah. That whole also, tension moment was awesome. The worst part is that I know for a fact that all of them are walking around with no shoes on. Yeah. Because they were all at the pool, so they didn't hurt. have any shoes. That's just got to hurt. Running on asphalt and concrete. Uh, it's more than just asphalt. Or it's walking it's debris, like debris and like other yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, think about it. He's running because okay, so when he finds the Dutch kid, you know, and he's running back to try to find the dad, he's sliding through the hospital mm-hmm. on, on turns. And then you could hear you could hear his feet chomping like clonk, 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 clonk. Oh my god, that's good. I've I've ran barefoot, like on hard services. My heels hurt after I'm done. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah. I I, for him, you know, for kids, it's it's one thing, but for adults, you know, like Ewan was running through, doing all this, looking for his family. I was like, oh, yeah, you're a brave motherfucker, man. Ewan, you're the man. <laughs> He's handsome. Yeah. He has the high ground. <laughs> he is, he, Hello there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, ratings, Abby, um, I had a five out of 10. I forget every time. Five. Five. You proclaimed five. (laughs) Um, I give it like, like a four. Whoa. I think that's the highest you've done. I uh, probably have no idea. Jay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the four. Whoa! <laughs> really? I mean, it was it was that impact. It was a good story. Yeah. What are you gonna give it? Uh, hmm. I'll give it a four too. I I would have loved for it to be in Spanish, regardless of the actors, but just in Spanish to see the um how it more close to how it was because they're spanish yeah uh or at least like a spanish accent in english mm-hmm. but four because this is a good movie well done well produced directed everything dp <laughs> yeah it's really good and baby tom holland baby dude yeah i know what <laughs> um he's, he's a good actor yeah he is pretty handsome good he's spider-man that is Spider-Man. Spidey-Man. Yeah. I saw a preview for a show that he's going to be in, like a like a, spa- like a sci-fi where oh. his thoughts show up around his him. His thoughts show up? Yeah. Like a TV show or a movie? Oh, I think it might be a movie. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Like in the chat? Like the, the comic book bubble? No, it's like... Um, like he sees visions? Like he, he, his, he reads this situation and like there's like this like sci-fi uh bubble that appears every time he thinks something and it's weird but I, does other people do other people see it though i don't know the preview they do i believe <laughs> they do uh because it's like one of those things like oh i'm reading yeah. your thoughts right now no i mean you don't have to no i want to look up the name so that people can look it up yeah your vague description of things yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry um while you're doing that, I think it's time for me to say, Jose. No. <laughs> have you worked on your screenplay? No. No. I've worked on my creative writing. For class. I mean, I'll give you half a point for that, but not a full point. Oh, so. Chaos th- walking. Then maybe I should ask, um, so Abby, how's the screenwriting going for yours? I'll have you know that I wrote one page. Oh. Which, you know. I win this week because Jose mm-hmm. hasn't written anything. Yes. So. Who's this one? Chaos Walking. That's a weird poster. Yeah. It's coming out next year. Oh. Well, well of course. It's November. There's not a lot of movies. Hey, man. Have hope. Oh, so I, I'm guessing they're bringing uh, the Wonder Woman 
movies to for us to rent. HBO. HBO. Ettega. HBO. Anyway, HBO. That was awesome. No, not HBO. It's not going to HBO. Um, it's going to HBO Max. Because no, don't don't even try to say the same thing because it's not. It's essentially the same thing. Not really. If you were to tell me HBO, I'd be like, okay, I understand what you mean. What's going on? But if I tell you HBO Max, you know what that is too. Yeah. But it's not HBO. People, I still don't know the difference people, between HBO Max, HBO uh, oh, Go, HBO. I explained this to her. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I explained this to I'm her. I'm still confused. HBO is the cable-driven home box office. HBO Max is a streaming service that they have. It's a completely different subject. And so, HBO so you have Go to pay two is on your phone. HBO Go is on your phone. It's Disney Plus versus Disney Channel. Yeah. So you have to pay... Extra. Separately to get the different ones. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's stupid. Yes. I'm tired of these fucking streaming well, actually, services. No, I have HBO and I have HBO Max and Go. So I have HBO together. for cable. It's all together in a package. But I think there are different tiers, maybe. Like you can only get HBO if you only want HBO. Or you can go one tier higher and get the Plus and the Max. Oh, or, that's too uh, many go streaming services. That's man. weird. I'm getting tired of it. Because every service is but, gonna, so people, coming up with good people stuff. People who have HBO for like cable can't watch Wonder Woman. They'd yeah. have to have the streaming service. So do you have to pay, like how Disney did Mulan, do you have to pay yes. extra to watch Wonder Woman? Oh, yes. No. I don't think I don't think it's going to be that way. I think they're, they they need to make the money, man. But they're making the money off the subscriber. They're making money because they're just putting it on HBO. Well, HBO Disney is Plus pay them out. made the money both ways. But yeah, I don't think HBO is going to do that. Well, I mean, we'll see. We don't know yet, but I strongly believe they will. Well, maybe I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Because I'm so tired of the streaming services. Was it twenty twenty third, twenty third or twenty fourth? No I think it's the twenty fourth. It's Christmas Day. Is it day? I thought I think it was it's Eve. Day. I thought it was Eve, but it, it might day. be. Oh, we'll find out that day because I mean, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. I have this shirt that I bought a couple years ago, and it's like four sizes too big for me and it's a wonder woman shirt and it, it was like it looks like it's like um you know when you go to the fair and you get like those airbrush t-shirts mm-hmm. it looks just like that but i've had it for so long and it's just like the neck ripped and so i ripped the whole neckline off of it so it's way too big for my neck and then it's four sizes too big and it's just kind of gross and disgusting but it's my favorite shirt but it's and a you, wonder woman shirt and you wonder why you and don't I get wonder rid of it. I know. I'm so I need to throw it away, but it's my favorite shirt. Like I love that shirt so much. What, what's so favorite about it? I don't have. Is it just comfort or? It's comfortable, and I also it looks cool, but it's also really gross, <laughs> and I just need to throw it the fuck away. Don't throw but it it's away. hard to part with it. Don't throw it away. You don't have to throw it. But away. it's gross. I have a pair of shoes. I have a pair of Vans that I had a long time ago when I was skating, and they have a rip in the front. Um. Because I was running from the cops and I tried to jump a fence, and my, my <laughs> shoe got caught on the chain link piece and it ripped a hole and I like slammed down. Mm-hmm. But they're the most comfortable shoes ever. I'll never get rid of them. I don't care. Do you wear? When was the last time you wore them? Uh, about three months ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're still wearable. They. Oh yeah. They're they're very wearable. Okay. Is your shirt not wearable? No. <laughs> How so? It's well. It's so it's four sizes too big for me. So a shirt that's really big, and then there was a hole in the neck. So I took the whole neckline off of it. Like, you know where the seam is on your shirt? So I took the whole seam off. And so now it's super big and it just looks weird on me. And Does it, it stay on? Barely. Like, it's kind of like if I, it could like slip down or like my shoulder would be out or something like that. So, so such it. And it's also so. just gross. Like, like it used to be like this kind of like, um, like faded gray, white color. And now it's just like dark gray because <laughs> I've washed it so many times and it, you should, it's probably, I probably should have washed it with like the white shirts, but I didn't wash it with white shirts, and so like it, it's mixed with the other color shirts, and so it's not white anymore. Maybe it's like an overshirt. You know how like what you're doing now. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can wear it like that and get I, away with it. Anywhere I would never you want. wear it in public. What if you get all the clothes that you don't want to make like a little blanket out of it? Yeah, I mean, but it's gross. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't. I don't understand gross because it's just gray. It's like just it, like you look at it you and you're like, it's in like, it uh, well, you look at it and also it's like very thin material because it was like a very cheap shirt when I bought it. So it's just like not good quality and it feels awful. But it's your favorite shirt. But it's my favorite shirt. Dang. 
I don't know. I have, I'll, I'll moan and complain about it, but I know for a fact that I will throw it away. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. Avocado, you need to destroy the shirt while she's here. <laughs> avocado. Destroy avocado. it? Avocado. You need to like, take the shirt. <laughs> why avocado? I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, no, I got a better. He's talking about my mom. Oh, yeah, that's why. Why avocado? Tavocado. Because it's Tav- close to what her name is. Tavocado? Tavocado. I'm going to call her Tavocado. Huh. Tavocado. Take the shirt. What's her name again? It's in her. Octavia. Drawer. It's in her bottom drawer. You don't know which under, drawer it's under in. Under the socks. Who puts their socks in the bottom drawer? Yeah, this would be on the top one. You're, yeah. you're short. That's so you can reach them. Oh. <laughs> well. Makes no sense. So free okay. range topic. This bounce. Oh, hey. So um, I don't know if this is free range, but you know what? I, one thing I noticed. Okay, so. I know you're not big into football or whatever, but like the Seattle Seahawks, other than last Thursday's game, has shit the bed for two day, two games in a row, right? Oh. And so you know, after after the the football games, they always have those those uh, the press conferences where the coach comes out and tries to defend why he lost, or you know, say, "Hey, we're doing a really good job if they win or whatever." And then they have the players. Yeah. So within those two games that they uh, they lost, the Seahawks lost. They um, Russell Wilson comes out and he's. I don't know, he threw like five interceptions in like two games. Yeah, it was bad. It was, Jesus. You know, yeah, definite diarrhea of the ass on the bed while they were playing. Like, shit, the Thank bed, you for bad. being so oh, vulgar. Yeah. Gotcha. So, he, and, and it, I just found it weird that every time they go out there, they, they have this program thing. All athletes have this program thing to say like, oh, well, well, yeah, we, we, we're going to fix that. We're, I got to get better. I got to get better. I gotta, we're we're going to fix else, it. What else are you going to say? Hey, I fucked up. That's what you're going to say. That. It's They're like, hey, hey man, you know what? Those are bad decisions that I made on the field. I thought they would work. They didn't work. We're going to work on that. That's, you know, and I would respect somebody if they said that. And other than the same programmable script, you know, it's almost like a presidential script. He doesn't write that. His, his press conference people write it, you know? So it's like, hmm. just come out and be honest with you. I don't want to hear the the filler crap that every single person says. Hey, so we, we've got our deficiencies and we got to work on it. We're going to get better. Uh, you know, it's it's you just hear it over and over and over. It's almost a cookie cutter statement that every single athlete says. So like, like, motherfucker, just we're paying you millions of dollars. Go out and be honest. We're the guys that are buying all your your you know, your your fanboy stuff. Tell us the truth. <laughs> your fanboys. You, well, what would you be the truth? You sucked for one game, but you're not going to suck. You know, you're going to you're going to strive to get That's better. That's the last time he's so, ever going to suck. So you'll be OK no, with what they say, but preface with the I just don't want to hear suck. the same thing every single time. You I don't, know, it's I like, don't know. hey, yeah, OK, maybe, you know, the, the football gods weren't with us today. You know, I, I threw an interception because I didn't notice that guy when I was out there, you know, and even even if they get a little bit uh, aggressive on it, be like, well, you get six. 300 pound guys chasing you to see how well you do. I would love for them to say that to the press people because I know they're just saying it so the press people won't criticize them. Yeah. But I want to hear like the legitimate shit. Like, pff, I don't know. I was scared, man. I was legitimately scared. There's three, 300 pound guys chasing me. I was scared. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I dropped the ball, you know, or just admit their failure. Not what if they're not allowed to? Oh, they're allowed. You think Come so? on, man. Yeah. They're allowed. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's like, briefings on oh they're talking a- to the they're agent probably, like, no the yeah they're agent and all them probably groom them you know yeah there's probably like you know you should say this and you should not but you can't say, say that you guidelines can't talk shit about but your i'm coach. sure there's not like anything yeah. that you can be like no you can't be like i fucked up i'm sure there's not a i bet you can I, I bet you yeah but I'm, I'm sure they, they I, go don't, like the don't mentality, go out and, and degrade somebody. the mentality of an athlete is like you they train you to not mm. be like oh i fucked up it was all my fault, you know, type of situation. Oh, no, he said that. Oh, hey, guys, it's on me. Come on, man. You know, that's the stupidest well, thing I've ever heard. Like, hey, guys. I mean, he admitted it. But one guy did not lose that football game. Though. Yeah. I you mean, know, it was a team. It's a team of people. And they all need to stand in a line together and, and arm to arm and go, you know what? We all fucked hey, up. Hey, that's not I challenge you, Seattle press Seahawks, conferences go. to do that. I want to see that one time, the whole fucking offensive team like go out and go uh yeah we all fucked up yeah i don't know i, don't I think, think that'd mm-hmm. be but wouldn't it be I great understand. but wouldn't I it be great to see that because that's 100 apart from you 
that watches the press conferences. Oh, you'd be surprised. Well, maybe you, you think know, that many you people know. that oh, many people, people watch them. A lot of people do. You should watch soccer people. or at least soccer conferences because they do say, "Yeah, we sucked." No, Pete Carroll. I, <laughs> I I I really enjoy watching Pete Carroll when he does his press conferences because he's still excited, just as excited on the field. Does he chew gum? In not, the preface, not, the conference, in the not press during the press conference. conference. Not during the press he's like conference. talking into the microphone, like. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, he's he's very. He knows. He talks about them like, like seriously, like their cars in his garage. He really does. You know, like hey, the fifty-seven Chevy, you know, or the sixty-two or the the Chevelle. He he talks about his players that way. He like refers to them in like this very intimate way like he really gets to know his players and you know that bond he forms i think he's he's different from a lot of different coaches because i watch a lot of the coaches on the sideline and they just stand there like bruce arians has got this red face and it looks like his who's that he's uh he used to be the cardinals coach but now he's the buccaneers coach okay didn't he used to be the seahawks coach no i don't think arians ever did i have no idea (laughs) but but then then like mike tomlin uh the who used to be the Seahawks coach? He did not. Who used to be? Who took them? The I first, honestly, the first I Super can't Bowl. remember. The first Super Bowl Seahawks went to. Who was the coach? The Carroll guy. No, 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 no. no. It no? was 2003 or something. They went to the Super Bowl. I can't remember. Okay. I, can't. Uh, I honestly cannot remember anybody past Pete Carroll. It was that he was a big guy, and then he went to the Cardinals. That's all I know. I have no oh, idea. What it his might, name it is. might have been Bruce Arians then. I don't, I, hate, I, don't you know. Know. I know what he looks like, so you have to show me a picture. I got here in 2012. So, I'm not <laughs> sure, but um, you just see a lot of different composures of coaches down, up and down the sideline are, are nothing like Pete Carroll. He's up and down, talking to people, pulling his mask out. You know, And I remember he got that fine because he didn't wear a mask that one game. And, and now he's wearing two masks. He's got like two masks on. He's, it's funny to watch. But For he's, real? He's very, yeah. he's very animated throughout the whole game. And you know the moment he's getting mad because his his chatter starts going with his gum. You know, he's like super fast. Yeah. So I just, I really wish, I mean, I watch, I watch his stuff. I watch the press conference. I guess I'm that, I'm that geek. I guess who you follows. are. Oh, me too. I, the soccer ones. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of documentaries on what happens behind the scenes in any sport. Oh yeah. It's interesting okay. to see how the leader has to like talk for the whole yeah, institution of the sport. Yeah, it's just tough, man. It is. You're the blame for everything. You yeah, know? it's it's just like being you know a CEO in a corporation. You know, somebody on your lower level gets in trouble for like sexual harassment. Say, you're the one that's got to answer for it. Yeah. You're like, why are you allowing this to go on in your organization? Well, you know, maybe, do maybe, it. maybe he didn't know. Yeah. And, and until it was too late, and it was brought up. You know. So, but then they always backtrack on everything. Like, well, why didn't you take precautions? Did you do training? Did you do? You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, it's not the coach's fault that the team loses. It really isn't. It's the players. It's a, he's a perfect scapegoat. Yeah, and but but they they sign on to being the coach, knowing that that's their responsibility. Is, yeah, is to take the 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 impact rounds. So, it's amazing. What what else are we gonna talk about? I don't know. We got we got some some two minutes left. Two minutes. Two. What, what are we gonna watch? Uh, what are we gonna preview next? Oh no. Uh, we should co- let. Oh wait, we have those questions. We to have answer. we have questions from oh, another yeah. Patreon. Our other Patreon. Yes, let me. Hang on. I have it right here. Quiet this down before it uh, beeps. All right, ask me anything. Uh, what are your guys' favorite movies? Wait, who are these questions from? Since we already um, well, apparently we're keeping things anonymous. I don't know. <laughs> um. So it's. Uh... Can I just say it? Her name Go is. Ahead. Go ahead. So Flo Southworth. Has asked us beautiful last name questions. Um, so there's the main question of what's your favorite movie, and then there's like two subgenres of your favorite black and white movie, your favorite color, or your favorite silent movie. Ooh, okay. So, so what you want to start broad? One? Start broad. What is your favorite movie? The Breakfast Club. I knew you were going to say I that. I already knew that. Yeah, we already had that discussion. Yeah, so I, I mean, the, we're talking in a podcast. He's not telling us. Yeah, he's telling the podcast. I know. Uh, All right. Flo. What's your favorite movie? Actually, you know my my favorite movie falls in line with my favorite black and white movie because it's one and the same. It's okay. Angels with Dirty Faces. I've heard that name before. Is that the is that the one that's in nineteen nineteen thirty? That what's the movie that's in Home Alone? Is that Angels with Dirty no, Faces? That's not. 
What is it? Uh, I don't know which one that is. It's not. I, it might be white heat. I got. I got a. Is that the one with the filthy animal? Yeah. Quote? Yeah. yeah. It's it's something in there. It's like angels. I thought it was that it's angels. Not, with I've watched faces. the movie. I own the movie. I know it's not in there. What about you, Abby? Favorite movie? I. It's hard for me to pin down just a general favorite movie. It's hard for all of us to pin yeah, down. Yeah. Um. I think I have to go with. I mean, currently, like right now, my favorite movie is A Star Is Born. I like that movie a lot. Which one? The, the, the original? new one with the Lady Gaga one? and Bradley Cooper. Of course, it's Gaga. I like oh it. yeah, she's Goo Goo for Gaga. <laughs> I like Lady Gaga. Ooga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the next question? Um, your favorite black and white movie. Um. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't know how many black and white movies I've watched and I can't name any off the top of my head. The only one that I like, remember a lot would be, oh, we talked about it in class recently where it's the movie that starts in black and white and then it moves into color. Um, like the, It's driven by the plot. Like he's in a black and white world and he's supposed to be in a colorful world. I can't remember what the name of that movie is. Well, I like one that's half and half, but at the end it's color. Uh, it's uh, Wonderstruck. I've never heard of that. Uh, you didn't watch Citizen what King? What year is that? You haven't seen Citizen King? Um, oh, I hate Citizen King. Rosebud. Fuck off. Uh, Wonderstruck is, um, I think it's in the 2000 teens it was mm. released. And um, the they it connects in the, in the end, it connects in the future of the movie, which I think it's like the 80s or 70s. Mm-hmm. But it goes back in time to like the 30s. So it's black and white, then color, black and white, then color. Oh, that's interesting. Then at the end, it's like, uh, I wouldn't want to spoil it, but uh, at the end, it they meet up in the 1980s, mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful movie, recommend it. Wonderstruck on Amazon, Amazon Studios. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. It was like I don't know. I have no idea either. Okay, what's your favorite black and white movie? I gave a general I synopsis. Just, I just, <laughs> just told it. you, Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, duh. Yeah. Okay, your favorite uh, silent film. My my favorite style of film is, um, and I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one where um, the moon, the the rocket oh, oh. it's crashing into the moon. I, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it because it, they I, go I through the space is. journey and it's very theatrical and it's on stage. It's like hand painted for yeah, the color yeah, too, like the backdrop. I've seen that, yeah, but, but it's in, originally yeah, in black and white. In Hugo. I can't remember what it's called i've seen it in hugo but i've never seen the original film yeah, i've seen the original and it's really cool i really like that one hmm. i haven't i haven't seen this and film. uh buster keaton almost any buster keaton film i can watch over and over and it's all silent hmm. i yeah I, I can't name any silent films i don't think i would have the patience for it now like there the only i think the only silent films i really watched was when i took that the history of like film class in like like a couple of years ago and we watched a lot of silent films they were like you know okay to watch they're a bit slow but like they weren't my f- favorite like it was that one really racist one about the uh <laughs> so you have to be more specific <laughs> it was <laughs> the, the one, it like was the, the 30s now it was, Come like the, on. <laughs> it, was, it was i mean it was really really racist and it was like the oh god i don't even remember what happened it was Did like it blackface yeah, they did blackface. Yeah, like half of the characters were in blackface and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite, obviously, because it was it was kind of boring. But because it, it was a 1930s film, but so it was like record breaking for what it was. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think I know which one you're talking. About. I don't remember watching a silent film at all. But what he mentioned is shown in the Hugo. You've seen bits mm-hmm. and pieces of that one. Yeah. It's even in bits of music videos. You know. No, I don't remember that. Well, I'm saying, like, for the listeners, so it's referenced. No, which one? Yeah, it's very, it's a very famous film because oh. it's one of the very first ones. I think also, uh, side note, I would like to add to my favorite movie, um, the Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley was really good. I love that one a lot. I will always recommend that to anybody that wants is like, what movie should I watch? Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. And and to, to caveat on that, uh, another favorite one of mine is Pride and Prejudice and <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pride I and Prejudice see, and Zombies is amazing. I wanted to oh, see that's it, but it's thing? not available yes. anywhere. It is. Oh. It is, and it it's great. I love it because <laughs> they still go along the same storyline. Really, 
they keep very close to the 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 book and the film the pride prejudice film but they add the zombie factor in and it's it's awesome it sounds like fun i really do recommend that one it's a it's a great watch it really is it's not a builder it's it's a great watch especially if you've seen read you know the originals huh i recommend pants labyrinth nice i haven't seen that one so I a, thought that Pan's Labyrinth and Labyrinth were the same movie. No, I made her watch Labyrinth. And then the I watched day. Labyrinth and I was like, it's two different movies. So I yeah. have not seen Pan's Labyrinth. I recommend it. It's in Spanish, though. Is it in Spanish? Yeah, there's subtitles. It's oh, okay. uh, It was made in Spain. Oh. A Mexican production in Spain. It's pretty cool. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Guess who directed it? Mm, who? Guillermo del Toro. Oh my God. Tavacado Craig. <laughs> my mom Craig. directed Pan's Labyrinth. Hey, you never know. Oh. You never know. Well, she didn't she tell me. She might have an alias. She didn't tell know? me that. I don't think she would. She wants to keep no. her anonymity. I think that she would have let it slip eventually. Well, hmm. you know, the night is young. Okay. <laughs> so I really, well, we really, really appreciate the involvement with the movie recommendations for review. The ask me anything questions and please 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 keep it up because it's fun yes to our patreons request more movies and submit more questions yes please they no, the the amas don't absolutely have to be film related yeah it could just be like what's your favorite taco what, what kind of socks are what's you wearing? your favorite taco yeah. it's fine <laughs> so yeah it's really fun so thank you to Flo for her question Southworth. It's a beautiful last name. Yes. It's, it's warm. Okay. South. Because it's south? Yeah. Do you just no, associate well. the south with warmth? Hell yeah. It, it, it reminds you of like someone owning like like an estate. Southworth. The and, Southworth estate. Yeah. And then drinking like lemonade or something. Mm-hmm. And having dogs running around in the pasture. And like a wraparound porch and a lot of yeah. yard. Yeah. Hmm. Thanksgiving, kind of, you know? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is almost Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We're having a Thanksgiving podcast. Are we? Are we? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or should we extend this one? <laughs> I mean, we're already at like an hour, aren't we? No, yeah. I think I think we should cut this one and yeah. just do another one. Then we, we do the do things it. we're thankful for. Or a post. No, I don't. That's so... Well, what? I'm gonna what say what I'm thankful, thankful for. for. It's so bullshit, classic, cliche, 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 cliche. It's all bullshit. I'll be the bullshit cliche next podcast. There you go. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. This is the Random Whisper. See you next time. Don't cook bacon naked. I'm Abby. I'm Jay. <laughs> I'm Jay. <laughs> oh man, that man, that day. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. This is the random whisper. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>